Hello everybody, welcome to Goldbridge Saves Football. We're back with the Friday show and if it's anything like last week, it's going to be an absolute banger. We've got five Premier League games to look forward to, uh, but we're also going to be talking about why aren't the chasing pack doing anything in the transfer window? Also, we're going to be talking about Arsenal in trouble. Why are they not buying a striker if they want to be in this title race? And Liverpool leading from the front, but of course Man City are bouncing back. There's also some interesting stuff going on around Newcastle and the financial fair play, Man City, Everton, and we've also got Goldbridge. I'm winning on Guess Who on Tuesdays and I think I'm going to be winning on Fridays. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host Will. How are you doing Will? Yes, lovely to be here Mark. It's another weekend of Premier League action. Don't forget that EFL action as well but as you told me by text, if you let me speak about that you'll have to leave the podcast. So it's just Premier League action. Um, I'm excited. Fantasy football as well. It's been a difficult couple of weeks for that but the main point of interest for me is at the very end of this podcast is Goldbridge. Yep, exactly. And uh, Fantasy Premier League obviously split over two weeks. So I think I'm doing reasonably well. I'll give you an update on that in a moment. But uh, we're going to start at the top and we're going to start with the first game of this uh, Premier League weekend. Split week, of course. Some people had their week off last weekend. Some have got it this weekend. So the likes of Chelsea, Man City, Newcastle, Man United, they're all off this week. Um, and it's the return of the Arsenals and the Liverpools and a few others. I mean, it's a cracking Monday night game between Brighton and Wolves. We'll talk about it in a moment. But let's start off with Arsenal, Will. I think Arsenal in trouble is a, is a very good title and I might use it because they are in trouble in a sense because they have drifted recently. We've seen that. Uh, with a little bit of bleep there. God knows what that was all about. Arteta um, on but we'll carry you. on. You are? Arteta after you. He's heard you bad in the team. He, he's got a little uh, tracker on you. I felt like I was uh, on Wall Street in the 80s there. My, my, my pager going, oh, you know, <laughs> that, what a rubbish sell, crap sell. thing that was. Yeah, but look, Arsenal are currently fourth in the league. Uh, they're only a, they're actually level with Spurs after Spurs drew at United last week, but they have got that game in hand. They've lost three of their last five, and um, yeah, th this is a must-win game against Crystal Palace at the Emirates. But they're five points off the top. Will um, what 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 doth what doth the second half of the season hold for Arsenal? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I'm worried. I think there's always been when we were speaking when they were doing so well in December and we were going in towards that Liverpool game. We sort of got a bit of criticism in the comments from our very own listeners as well, saying you know we all seem to be digging Arsenal out. But there's just uh, it's not a stat thing. Well, maybe it is if we dig down deep. But there's just something I can't put my finger on. Whether it's Arteta, the eleven, the squad, where it just feels like that there's something not strong enough to be where they are at the end of where they're going to be at the end of the season pushing on it just feels Liverpool are stronger in that regard I don't know if it's a mentality thing obviously we saw with Arsenal last year what happened you'd like to think they would learn from that but I can't tell you what it is Mark and I don't hate Arsenal I had a 2003-2004 Arsenal shirt um, it was a lovely little number but I'm not going to let that you know affect my opinion I just worry for them well, if you look at Arsenal in the league, forget the FA Cup because they're out of that. They, uh, they're, from Saturday the 9th of December, they lost at home to Villa 1-0. They then uh, beat Brighton 2-0 the week before Christmas, drew with Liverpool at Anfield on the 23rd of December, then lost to West Ham at the Emirates on the 28th, and then lost to Fulham at Craven Cottage on the 31st of December. And that's their last few Premier League games. This is Crystal Palace. They have to win it and they have to really get themselves on a bit of a trajectory forward uh, with Forrest away after that. 
And then they've got Liverpool at home. Their next three games, and then they've got West Ham away as well. Their next four games are absolutely crucial. Uh, and with two of them being away to Forest and West Ham, uh, one of them being at home to Liverpool, they're not easy fixtures. I think they're struggling with a bit of an identity crisis. I do think the break will do them good. I've always been complimentary about Arteta, Will, and I still am. But I think mm. they looked very tired. They did look very tired. And I, they have got time off. Even after this game, they don't play for 10 days because they're not in the FA Cup next week. So it's a real opportunity to... What we need to see from Arsenal on Saturday lunchtime is energy, NRG and uh, ruthlessness. And, you know, maybe they can kick, re-kick their season because they've not played many games in January. But we speak about ruthlessness and immediately you think about strikers. Who's going to score the goals? And that is the main problem at Arsenal. I think they were linked with. Mm. I think they were linked with uh, Onana in midfield, which is sort of another combative midfielder. But you're thinking, surely, even if it's not Ivan Tony, there is a gap there. There is a chance this season that you know there is this foreboding feeling about Manchester City that they're going to carry on and do what they normally do. But they have stuttered. They have faltered. The Premier League top six, top seven is joined up together, and this is a real chance to capitalise. And Arsenal need to sign a striker. And as we sit here on a Thursday afternoon recording this podcast, they ain't nowhere near signing a striker. Maybe they'll do a what Aston Villa do and just announce it on social media out of nowhere, but I just feel that's the main target and they're nowhere near signing one. What is the big picture with Arsenal's financial situation? Because that is something I don't think either of us know. And I, yeah. I'm with you on this one, um, Ivan Tony. But look, I was even on the United stand this morning. We were talking about Karim Benzema. And you wouldn't think it would be possible to get him out of Saudi because he's on reportedly a million pounds a week and it's a two and a half year contract. But Jordan Henderson's just got himself out of there. So it's not impossible. And I think, you know what? The time is now. I can't remember who sang that. The time is now. And the time is now for Arsenal because if you were to bring in a Benzema now, imagine the boot. I mean, he's a massive name. You only need him for five months. Bring him in for five months. You've got a striker. Arsenal are crying out for it. Um, and 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 I just don't I don't understand why they wouldn't do it. They don't seem to want to do it. Now, if they can't do it for the financials, nobody can argue with that. Um, you, you can see what's coming for Man City. We've seen it with Everton and Forest. But if they have, uh, you know, Benzema's not going to cost you 80 million like Tony. He's going to cost you probably 10 to do the deal for five months. And he could win you the league. He could win you the Champions League. It's just... I don't know why they don't do it. I, I mean, I personally don't think Arsenal should sign Ivan Tony anyway. He's 28 in March. There'll be no resale value in that. They're going to want 60, 70, 80 million. I can see why that deal is not happening. I can see why I think some people thought Tony would just go as soon as the ban's over. But the financials of the Tony deal, you can sort of look at um, and say, well, look, Brentford might want unrealistic money. It might be a longer deal for the summer to do. But yeah, I think they definitely should be looking at a striker and... There doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency around it. You speak about Arsenal and the financials as well, and I was reading an article in The Athletic which makes me extremely cultured and knowledgeable straight away about Tottenham and their financials and just everything around the stadium. And it said they're poised to be the uh, at the top of the table for match day revenue, even surpassing Manchester United going into next season, which obviously can completely transform their transfer targets. Big Ange in place, feels like everything's going right. Bigger question not just the tar race this season, do you think Spurs are in a better position going forward with everything encompassed than Arsenal are? Just going to ask a question that I think everybody listening will want answering. Um, 
you mentioned the athletic there do you pay for the athletic yeah i got it on a i got it on a really good deal i think um actually i better check that because sometimes you do the trial and then you then eight quid goes out your account so i need to have a look into that actually so there you have it will pays for satisfaction there whereas i like mine like most of you viewers i won't pay for for that sort of stuff I, I, i like to get it free um which is a bit like this podcast um, you don't have to pay for it. This is a choice. Um, what, what, what was the question about Spurs? Uh, busy, are they busy better reading poised? his athletic article again. It's <laughs> just reading one about you, actually. It's not very nice. Um, would you ask Spurs in a better position than Arsenal going forward? Uh, I, 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 you know, I observe the Arsenal-Spurs debate um, with interest and without a horse in the race. Um, I like Spurs, but I like what Arteta's done at Arsenal. There's a huge rivalry there. But uh, a bit like the Rangers-Celtic debate, I do I, I do not uh, nail a mast to the flag, or flag to the mast, as they wow, say. pathetic um, from you, that is. But I will, I will say oh. that um, I'd still say Arsenal are the bigger force, and I still think Arsenal have got the better trajectory, because I think they've got the better players still. Um, Declan Rice, Saka are ridiculously young players, whereas people like Son are into their 30s so i think arsenal have the better squad um but there's not much between them it's exciting it's exciting um what do you think uh well you know i'm a big and sympathizer i'll be washing his car i'll be doing everything so i it was just very interesting looking into like the revenues of it and you know ever since what, what for the last 10 15 years everything's been thrown at spurs are like they can't compete in those sort of transfer markets but maybe the way that ffp is going and the way it's you know so strictly been uh, put in and everyone is actually taking it seriously now that, that where they are making so much profit they can actually sort of capitalize and you know maybe go into that next upper echelon, upper echelon of of spending i've been reading too much athletic i'm trying to say too many big words no, I read something a couple of years ago, um, and Congrats. it was um, it was basically about how Spurs were one of the few clubs in the Premier League that, because of financial fair play, could actually spend two hundred million pounds and 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 not do anything wrong. But the problem was they didn't have two hundred million pounds to spend. So that's sometimes the thing, isn't it? You, you you can create this, you can run the club in a way where you can actually spend a load of money, but it's whether you've got the money to spend um but i suppose the, the big thing was uh who do i think is more likely to win a premier league title first and at the moment i would still say it's arsenal and let's not forget my famous line of a year ago when i said um wrexham have got more chance of winning a title than spurs and i want to take credit for that because at that time i was absolutely correct and i think spurs took that quote and went right we're going to ram that quote right up Goldbridge's arse. And uh, a year later, they sort of have. You know, I'd have to revisit that and say that Spurs do have a better chance of winning the Premier League before Wrexham. Uh, what a turnaround in a year, because I genuinely meant it a year ago. But at the moment, I'd still say Arsenal are slightly ahead. But the, I wouldn't be worried about that if I was Spurs, because they're coming and they're coming hard from behind. <laughs> Looking next. I mean, we sit here, all we're worried about is Manchester City. But as we sit here right now, Liverpool are top of the league by two points. They've got a game in hand on Villa, game in hand on Spurs. So are we just ruling them out? Or are we just getting a bit too scared of this Manchester City juggernaut? Who are we ruling out? No, but I'm just saying Liverpool are top of the league, but it just feels like we're all going, yeah. Man City have done it, brilliant, here we go, KDB, blah, blah, blah. But Liverpool are top by two points. 
what Liverpool need to do is keep that gap. Um, and you know, you look at Bournemouth at the weekend. Could be a could be a slippy game. Um, Liverpool. Then they got Chelsea at home. I don't expect them to beat Chelsea at home. Arsenal away is the big one on the fourth of February, and then it's Burnley at home and Brentford away. So I think if Liverpool can navigate the Emirates, which we've already said is such a mass, you know, Arsenal need to win that, and then Liverpool need to win that, and it goes back to what I've said many times. I think Man City will win this league anyway, but I think the 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 thing that definitely makes me think they'll win it is that. That Arsenal-Liverpool game, you need one of them to win that and then win their next 10 games. And I, I think the league is so competitive that Arsenal and Liverpool will get dragged into the competitiveness, but Man City are just too good to get drawn into that. So Liverpool are definitely doing very, very well, but are they equipped to compete with the juggernaut of Man City? They've just got to keep winning. Um, and we, all, we, all, we almost need to sacrifice one of them. One of them needs to just piss off. And the other one needs, you know, and, and the other one needs to, like, start winning every week. But uh, I'd say Liverpool are more equipped to do that. But can they go to Arsenal and win without Salah? I certainly think they'll win at the weekend and uh, they're gearing up nicely now. But they, I, my, my opinion, Will, is that they, they've just got to keep winning. They, that's what Man City are going to do. Well, yeah, and, and the piss-off derby comes on the 4th of February when Liverpool go to Arsenal. And they, yeah, they need to win that. That's like... Because they should have won at Anfield. They had so many more chances. That would have been an extra two points. And I know there's if, mm. buts and maybes, but that would be four points clear of City on both of the same games. So, and you know, Manchester City have reeled in teams on 10, 12 points before. That's not a given. But it just sets down a bit of a marker. And then if they can beat, Ars- if they can beat Arsenal, then they go, they got Burnley at home and Brentford away. So if we can get that top two, get that real gladiatorial title race, I just feel that puts a bit more pressure on Manchester City because... You know they they're almost seeing they're being mirrored result 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 by result. I tell you what, I, I will say this, and it'll probably get clipped, uh, hopefully by our editor. But let's not forget, let's not forget. Is he ready? Let's not forget that this Premier League title race must never forget the injustice of the Tottenham Stadium when Diaz's goal was given offside and it was onside. Because you talk about, yeah, they should have beat Arsenal, but they've only got themselves to blame and they would have had two more points. You can say they should have beat United as well. That would have been, you know, Liverpool should have another four points from beating Arsenal and United at home. Uh, That would put them in a very strong position and they should have had those points. But, Will, what price say ye that uh, we're looking at this in May and Man City are winning a league title by two or three points? Sue them! Sue them! Sue them! Sue them, I say. But imagine. But we must remember that. We must remember that. That that that. There has been so many bad decisions in in the league this season, but there are multiple that could and are and is and do revolve around title race, and none of them impact the bloody one one five Man City. Yeah, but I think that will. If Manchester City get rolling when we get down to the final day of the season, if they're purring, that's not that you know that is going to be probably six, seven, eight points clear. I don't think we'll get down to the, some of the t- title races that we've had over the years. But, you know, just to interject on that, it's not fair though, is it? Because I think you're right. This happened to Arsenal last year that Man City won it by a lot of points. But that's just because Arsenal realise, you know, the heads drop and the points get bigger. But actually, mm. we shouldn't look at it like that. If, if, if Man City win the league from Liverpool by eight points, you can't just go, well, the Spurs thing didn't matter. 
because that extra three points now would be a five point gap, wouldn't it? it, it it's not how it ends. It, it's how the race goes. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel. But look, feel, you know, just go on. I feel so clearly like last year that Arsenal like actually threw it away themselves because of those games at the Emirates yeah. and like well, I called it before. We said going into those games, there's just a nervous energy at the Emirates because you've not been in that position for so long and it gets projected onto the pitch. Whereas at Liverpool, I think they almost go the other way, been there, done it, and embrace it a little bit more. Yeah, and and also as well, just to add in, um, I'm sure we're going to get it in. I've just thought of another. uh, Liverpool injustice is definitely going in the title for this show. show. The click rate should go through the roof. I think we'll get another 10 clicks, another 10 listens. If you're here because of Liverpool injustice, this is your moment. Did you see... And, and and this is what Goldbridge Saves Football is about with me and Will. We want these conversations to get out there on the weekend. You know, get this stuff out there. Howard Webb's been at it again with Michael Owen. Not like that. There's no sensational story in January. You can Definitely just imagine Michael Owen's wife giving an interview. No, nothing like that. But what has actually happened is they've done a review of some decisions in the, P- the PGMOL. Have you seen this, Will? honestly mate when I see those clips going around I just think what a bunch of frauds like what is going on here and how is this show still going and when he's when Will calls someone's a, a fraud that's like me calling him a C word you know that's a strong <laughs> word when when Will uses the word fraud think of the worst thing I could say um, and that's that that's basically what Will is saying so fraud for me I'm I'm hearing the word C U. you know but no I, well I, I've got the news here then so some of you it's actually you know what? It's a sign of the times that this a few months ago was big when it came out. But I I only noticed it by accident. It's only because another Liverpool website mentioned it um, about the handball by Odegaard. So they have released a video about some of the recent decisions that were a bit controversial. Um, and Webb admitted that the Odegaard one should have been a handball. Right. So... Uh, and look, people go, it's well, it was 1-1, like one, it doesn't matter. But, but, you know, Liverpool fans have got every right to moan again. So you've got the, you've got the Spurs one, where you were definitely robbed, and now you've got the Arsenal one. And people will say, well, it doesn't matter because it, 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 it was 1-1. One, one. Well, it does matter. You know, that, if that penalty gets given, I think that was at 0-0. Pretty sure it was 0-0 at that point, but maybe it wasn't. But the point is, Liverpool have been robbed of a penalty and an opportunity to score in an absolute massive game because of a mistake by VAR again. It's, it still needs calling out. But you know, you know, as I said, you hadn't seen it. I bet a lot of our listeners weren't aware of it because it's sort of getting buried now, isn't it? You know, I think the standards are getting worse, but it gets buried. But interestingly, just to summarise as well, because we are about other clubs, the handball that Anana gave for Everton against Man City, where Man City crowded the ref and didn't get a fine again. Um, Webb said, yeah, that is a handball. The, 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 the foul on James Trafford, um, he Luton. said, no, no, yeah, for Luton. He said it wasn't a foul because it wasn't a clear and obvious error. And I'm fed up with this. This 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 pisses me off. So basically, Webb said the referee on the pitch didn't think it was a foul. The VAR thought it could have been a foul, but they didn't overrule it because it wasn't clear and obvious. And I'm like, that that's not what VAR should be. They need to remove this clear and obvious and have a and and have a bloody set of rules. You can't just go, well, it probably is a foul, but the but the lad on the pitch, he's he's not giving it for the right reason. You know, it's not obvious that he's got it wrong. So let's stick with it. Disgusting. But they didn't even mention the gusto red card. That wasn't even on the list. 
I thought so, you were so going it's selective. a bit over the top on this gusto red card, to be honest. I think I, I know the point you're trying to make, but you're banging a drum that's not there to be banged, to be honest. But it should have been. But the thing is, they're burying stuff now. They're like a cat burying a turd in a rose bush. Oh, let's put a bit of petals on it so people can't smell. It's still a turd. It was still a red card, 100%. It should have been discussed. But, but yeah, yeah, there we are. Um, Mark, if it's all right for you, I'd like to hear from our halftime sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I just think fundamentally, you know, we speak about the injustice of all those decisions and everything. And, you know, I go into it and, and drop the F-bomb like that. But I think fundamentally, the biggest decision that has been made that actually sickens me to the core that this year, that somebody thought it was right to pair Howard Webb with Michael Owen to talk about refereeing decisions every every month. I mean, that that should be 115 charges labelled at someone. Well, Michael Owen is a very good footballer and he's made a lot of money and, you know, I've never met the guy, might be a nice guy, but whoever thought he could present a show is hilarious. He couldn't present a cat. He's he's, he's just not a presenter. He's got no charisma at all. Yeah. Absolutely none. Did you watch the um, new series of Gladiators on BBC iPlayer this weekend? I did. And and me and Seb watched it. It was great. I thought it was brilliant. I thought they they, they could add an, a third person in there. They needed Bradley Walsh, good. His son, you know, obviously on the come up, but I thought it needed a third. But maybe a Michael Owen in there would work. I, I'll be honest. I didn't know who the guy next to Bradley Walsh was. And my wife says, oh, he does loads. It's his son. And I went, oh, here we go again. She says, what are you on about? This is, the, this is exactly the sort of stuff I do. I'm getting old. I went, oh, no, 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 I'll leave it. She says, no, what are you on about? I said, oh, well, job's for the boys, isn't it? It's a, yeah. I said he's a he's a bang average presenter and he wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for his dad. You can't say that. He's been around for ages. I went, I didn't even know who he was and I thought he was a bang average presenter and he's got that gig. Imagine you know me thought- and Bradley or, or even Will would be better than him. Will would be better than him. I said, that's what yeah. I said. I said, even Will would be better <laughs> than him. She went, I, I actually quite like Will. He's quite fair and pragmatic. I said, yeah, <laughs> better, than, better, better, better than Walsh's son. Oh, I wonder how he got a job. Anyway, well, we, know, just, we all know that goes on. I just thought as well, Walsh was stealing, Bradley, Walsh Senior was stealing all the good lines as well. It's a bit like me and you on here. He was like stealing all the funnies and then dealing out the, you know, the little turds for his son to pick up with. Uh, you know what? Here's an either or for you. Who's the better presenter, Bradley Walsh's son or Michael Owen? Get. We'll do that as a poll. We'll do that as a poll on Spotify. <laughs> Bradley Walsh is sunny. I, I definitely. He's better. Tell you what, he's better than Michael Owen. That that that's that's. Uh, he could have a T-shirt. I'm, at least I'm a better presenter than Michael Owen. Too yeah, too long. No. Yeah, too, better than Owen. He's better than Owen. I'm better than Owen. 
Um, we, we need to, we need to we need to ask this question: Why aren't the chasing pack Aston Villa? I can't think of anyone else spending money in this January transfer window because I think I spoke to Fabrizio about this on Monday. He said it has been a very quiet January transfer window, um, and I said, Fabrizio, give me a wink if it's all going to kick off in the last week. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't wink. I don't know whether it was lost in translation. He thought I might want a date or something, but he definitely didn't wink. So I don't know, Will. I don't know what's going on. I can tell it's quiet because I, I spent that month, two months with him doing the that's football videos for the August transfer window, demanding news about Birmingham City, and he must have done about five or six tweets already in January about Birmingham City. So it's very quiet. It's very strange. I, I really think it's the sort of some of the parts of the FFP FFP coming mm. to like fruition now where teams are you know not that teams in the top eight will get are anywhere near the punishment line but they are actually really thinking about you know spending especially in january when things do get overpriced so i just think it's the nature of that really yeah yeah maybe uh uh let's do our either ors then for the premier league weekend uh we've got arsenal palace uh what are you going for um you know what i'm actually going to go for a draw there i think roy just mm. Seems to be getting. Was it the Man, Man City? They got a point against. Um, I think he's a shrewd operator, but he seems to be doing it against the top teams rather than the the lower down. They just seem to pick up sporadic points. So I'm going to go for a score draw. Yeah, Elise's playing well at the moment. Ezzy as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with an Arsenal win, but I don't think it's as straightforward as some people think it that think it might be. Uh, Brentford against Nottingham Forest. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Brentford win in that one. Uh, well, it's the return of Ivan Tony, isn't it? Brentford social media making a big deal about it. Some fans kicking off saying, you know, Tony said he's going to leave and uh, and blah blah blah. I think a Nottingham Forest for win, for me. I think with Ivan Tony, I, I I wouldn't get worried about that if I was a Brentford fan. I think this is all orchestrated. Brentford will want to cash in. He's going to be twenty eight in March. You know, they're they're the sort of club that need the money. And Tony, I think, is leading that. And I, I think Brentford will be quite happy for him to be, you know, sort of uh, flirting in the market, really. I don't think it's disrespectful. I think uh, Brentford will be on board with what's happening and they'll be in tune with that. Uh, stepping into the Sunday fixtures, we've got, uh, is it Sheffield United against West Ham? Um, I think it's at Sheffield United, but I'd still mm -hmm. fancy West Ham. Yeah, I'm going to go for a West Ham win on this one. Sheffield United looking better, but yeah, West Ham win for me. Liverpool away to Bournemouth. Liverpool have to win, so I will go there. But again, a bit like the Palace game, I don't underestimate Bournemouth. They're better than you think. Yep, same, exact same thoughts, but Liverpool win for me, Mark. They're a bit like mackerel, Bournemouth. It's better than you think. You look at yeah, mackerel but... and you think, ooh, that's a horrible fish, but it's better than you think. Especially with a bit of tomato sauce on toast. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah, very nice. Um, and then Monday night football is back, and it's a good one. We've got uh, Brighton at home to Wolves. Is Could it go really a good this. one? Well, I won't be doing a watch along for it, but I'm just well, building it up a little bit. Brighton. I'm gonna go for Wolves in this one. I think you know Brighton. Just I think Gary O'Neill. Also, just on FFPP, FFP or whatever. Gary O'Neill and Wolves done a very good job because a lot of people were sort of linking them with a possible points deduction, but just looking into what they've done and like all the players that they've sold to avoid any points deduction, you know, they've done it right. And 
not that they're benefiting from it, but they've done it right and sold the players and made all the money that way. But I think a Wolves win to digress. There we go. Uh, just a quick one here. Gary Neville claimed Tottenham could get into the title race once everyone is back and fit for Spurs. He's a great footballer, Gary Neville, and he does sometimes speak interesting things. But um, I don't know whether he's just on a promo to well, get I think more Spurs fans to like him, but that's absolutely not happening. I think, uh, to be fair, it was, maybe it wasn't title race like I put down in the running order. You basically said that they could get up to second. Yeah, well, yeah, they can play for second. But I, look, I like Spurs and just done a great job. They were fantastic at United last week. And, and I think if they'd had their proper players or even Son won, they'd have won. Son up against the low, I think he would have scored. Um, so, But the reason Spurs aren't in a title race, if I'm being absolutely honest, is they've got 40 points and Man City have got 43 and Man City have played a game in game. And Man City have got a game in hand, so yeah. they're not. They're just not going to catch Man City. You've got a game in hand and they're three points ahead. So that's that's it. Next question. Um, oh, just on that as well. Uh, you, if you haven't checked out that's football YouTube channel, which is sort of in a relationship with Goldbridge Saves Football, I wouldn't say we're married. How would you describe the relationship between Goldbridge Saves Football and that's football? Will it's they're courting, say, yeah, or no, are they I'd just say, mates? Um, Maybe they're not having sex. No, I'd say we're sort of, we've had the honeymoon period, we're sort of dating and now we're just sort of working out if it's going to get serious, are we going to move in together, um, just renting to start with and then maybe we might look to buy. So we're just sort of in that mid-ground at the moment where it could go either or, um, <laughs> to use a quick pun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely more than a friendship. What, what I'm looking for is what if they have kids? What, what else could come from that? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's Literally. down the line. Um, but on, on got, that's football this week, uh, win, lose or draw with me and Ben Foster. Uh, but we've implemented something into that, which is really good. The, 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 the keep bench sell, which, uh, which was on this week, if you've not watched it. But uh, my point is, always get involved in the comments on Spotify for Goldbridge Saves Football. We've always got a poll for you. But if there's any ideas or either ors or things you want us to implement, uh, we do write them down. A lot of people have spoken about the video section of this which we're in the works for um so that's definitely coming but uh, yeah get in the comments and let us know uh we're we're a very cult niche podcast that's growing very well let me just say that so uh, keep keep growing it keep listening keep getting involved lots of exciting stuff uh, coming up really exciting stuff um i can't wait to show you but uh, let's show you goldbridge it's time for goldbridge will and uh tell them the scores because last week i know it was 1919 but uh, let's play it back, what happened last week, in, in your beautiful mouth. Yeah, my beautiful mouth. Well, it was a beautiful weekend. If your name was Mark Goldridge going into the weekend, it was Goldridge 19, Brazier 19. Someone needed to take the lead, take a step forward, and Mark did that. But how far was his step? Was it a stride? Was it a length? Well, let me tell you, he got Jordan Pickford with a clean sheet. Marcus Rashford scored and then gave it the yappa yappa. Uh, Palmer scored a penalty for Chelsea. So that is three points for Mark Goldbridge which puts him onto 22 he was texting me he was messaging me giving it the big one thought he'd won the title in January well sit down Goldbridge because Brazier got two points and after six months of backing him supporting him Carlton Morris scored for Luton should it have been ruled out should it toss and I also got a clean sheet for Martinez so going into this week it's Goldbridge 22 will Brazier 21. I'll tell you what I'm the Rashford one for me that's the gap. That's the one. The Rashford point for me 
was what it was. I, I was telling everybody Rashford's going to score this weekend. I was being ridiculed. And the thing is, people only ever remember the bad stuff. Um, and they don't remember that I was shouting from the rooftops that Rashford would score this week. Um, OK, um, we're ready to go, I suppose. And um, um, let's start. I think you went first last week, didn't you? So I'll go first this week. Yeah. So uh, I've got him in my... F Actually, do you know what your score is in FPL? Uh, I've got my phone right in front of me for the running order. I'm not texting, so don't worry about that, boss. Um, I have got 30 points this week, and overall I've got 1,174. 1,174. Uh, I've got 1,159. Oh. Yes. I've got 27 for the week. 27 for the week, which I thought was quite good. Gordon, Palmer, Colwell, all delivering. Um, Watkins got one, but Look, this is what the reason I ask is because this is where I'm starting. Uh, mm -hmm. He's in my FPL team. I don't know whether he's in yours. It's not a risk. He's going to score goals. I'm going the return of the Mac. It's Ivan Tony against Nottingham Forest. See, now, just to stop this, um, in the words of Cal the Dragon, which was my favourite quote last year, I've got my eye on you, Goldbridge. The quiz. I Why did now... you have him? No. Yeah, well, you've got the running order. I literally share it with you. I don't look at the running order much. Oh, yeah. When it suits you, mate. Uh, running order. You get the questions early for the quiz on a Monday, on a Tuesday, sorry. And I put down my predictions. I do not. In. I don't look at that. Mm, mm, mm. Well, it wasn't you there are... on Tuesday. I've been getting texts and messages from people that know well, you well. Oh, uh, I've seen it no, now. You can have I've, I, he, he did. No, I, fine, I've you just no, no. You've, got, you've only got four down. No, you can... no, exactly. Because I know what you're like. You're a thief. You can have I've only just seen it. it now. Right, well, well, well you, no, you, 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 you need to go for your first one because that's that's one of mine. Um, no, I'm changing it because I've just seen on live score that he's injured. So I'm going to go for Bakayo Saka as my first pick. Oh, there we go. So I've got Tony, you've gone with Saka. I did have, hey, I see what I do is I've gone for each game. So I've got Tony um, as my big pick of the week. He's at home to Forest. But back to the lunchtime game. I did have Jesus, but apparently he's injured. That's what live yeah. score saying. Um, okay, I'll go Martinelli. That's a risk. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so is it back to me now? Yeah, Brentford Forest, you've me. had Tony and Burmo's still injured. Uh, I want to... Oh, bloody hell. Is Gibbs White still injured? Uh, let me just go... Let me fast forward, sorry. I'm going to go for a Darwin Nunes to score for Liverpool. Nice one. Okay. Um, I have got the uh, Sheffield United against West Ham game next. Um, I've been critical of him, but I'm going to go Jared Bowen. Um, he's injured. Man. Yeah, he might, he's injured. He's injured. He definitely is injured, twat. Um, as soon as I said <laughs> it, I thought, yeah, he's injured. The chat, love. they love it when we pick a player that's injured oh as well. Oh, my God. Um, you put that on Twitter, people are like, do you even watch football? He's been injured for three weeks. I've been wanking off to FPL all week. Not me. That's them. That's the. That's a progression Clip of the. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that's going to be a gif. I've been wanking off. <laughs> Just imagine that. Glad, thankfully, we haven't got video. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to stick with the West Ham Sheffield United game, and I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go Paqueta. He's injured as well, isn't he? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, he's injured. Yeah, yeah. For God's sake. It's a tough wank. I can't week. speak here. We're doing this live um, on air. This is embarrassing. 
Um, right, I need a West Ham player. I need a West Ham player. I'm not, I'm not, I definitely don't want to pick. Right, okay. So, oh, easy. Um, I'm going to go. Kudos is out as well. Oh, Sushek. I'll go Sushek. There we go. Okay. Uh, this is scraping uh, the barrel. He's definitely yeah, not going to score, is he? If Sushek <laughs> scores now, I'll be I'm stunned. I'm, I'm ch ch changing the game plan. I'm going to go for uh, friend of the channel, uh, Diogo Jota, to score for Liverpool. Double up. So you got rid of Nunez? No, I'm keeping Nunez. So you got Nunez and Jota? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, it's doubling up. Um, I am going to go Liverpool-Bournemouth. I'm going to go Diaz. Yeah, nice from you. Um, I'm going to go over to the Monday night football game just because we're here, there and everywhere. I'm going to go for Evan Ferguson. Oh, yeah, bastard. I had him. Right, so that's, that's, that's made my mind up then. I will go uh, Brighton. Um and I'm gonna go for oh god it's uh, he's a good yeah I'm gonna go Pedro. Pedro. Okay, I'm gonna stay in that game because obviously Brighton famously Brighton. concede so much. I'm gonna go for Pedro Neto for Wolves. Good bit, good guess. Um, okay, goalkeeper for my clean sheet. I'm gonna go Raya of Arsenal, which is yeah, probably well. stupid because Palace will probably score. Um, I'll go for Allison then away at Bournemouth. Oh, I think it's going to be hard to get a clean sheet this week. Uh, yeah. Goalkeeper, uh, sorry, defender to score. I'm rubbish at this, so I had a few. I was going to go Gabriel Arsenal, but dreams won't come true if I do. So I'm going to go Virgil Van Dijk. I'm going to go for a sort of cult classic. I'm going to go for Craig Dawson. There we go. Lovely, lovely. Well, I'm winning by a point. Tough. Keep your eye in the chat. Get yours in. You have to pick five goal scorers from the weekend, uh, a defender to score and a clean sheet. Some of you I've noticed play just individual weeks. And this is the beauty of me creating this game. I'm very creative. You can play collectively and add up over the weeks or you can just drop in and see if you can beat us for this week. Um, so, yeah, point for every scorer. If they get a hat trick, you get three points, by the way, uh, or two if they get two goals. Um a goalkeeper, point for a clean sheet, and then if a defender scores, you get three. It's a game changer if you get one of those. Uh, Will, fantastic. Loved that. I'm off to go and get myself. It's freezing cold. I'm going to go and have my favourite soup. If people watch That's Football, they'll know. It's the cauliflower masala from Sainsbury's. It basically is the Lionel Messi of soups. Mm, I'll disagree with that. I think I think that's sort of like a maverick choice. I think you've, if you're going for... Lionel Messi's of soups, you've got to stick traditional and sort of look at your your leek and potato. Um, I really just like a chicken and vegetable, cully and sully. Um, uh, so you can stick your sort of, you know, your variations up your arse. Sounds a bit watery to me. I like no. a bit of substance. I like a, I like it to be creamy. You like the Heinz, uh, what they call big chunky ones, you are? I don't, I don't buy, I'm a soup elitist. I, I have mm. to go finest. If I walk into a shop, I'm walking past Heinz, I'm walking past your watery crap, straight to the refrigerated section, not in a can, straight to the refrigerated section, I'm buying finest soup. Thank you very much. Can I... P and ham, yes, I have. I, I do like that. I'm not afraid to say I like pea and ham soup. Can I just ask you a personal question? How much bread and what type of bread would you use to dip in? Oh, I'm a big fan of bread. I've, I've binned off white bread. Um, I like brown or wholemeal. And if I tell you what, if it's a nice, if it's a nice crusty loaf, 
lovely stuff. Although I have noticed as I've got older, they can play havoc with your gums. So I like your something gums. soft. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, we... like French French bread. It's very crusty. Yeah, yeah. I find it cuts cuts my gums up a bit. Mm, I like the texture, but I don't like it's like chewing barbed wire. Lovely stuff. Well, I'm a tiger bread man, and I think I'll leave it there. Oh, yeah. He's just won it. Mic drop. He's gone. He's literally just walked away. I'll close. He's, he's, he's walked away with Tiger Bread. That is absolutely, he's won the battle of bread there. What's your favourite bread? What's your favourite soup? The, these niche things are what make this podcast what it is. Um, he needs to go and get, I think he's gone to get some soup with his bread. But thanks everyone for watching. We're back again on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Get your comments in. Get voting on the poll. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Are you there, Will, to say bye? See you, everyone. Bye.